My name is Dwayne Default, and welcome to Selling SaaS, a daily podcast that's built to get you quick hits of the best advice from the top experts for go-to-market strategies, sales, and product-led growth. The goal of this podcast is to help you learn more, get better, and execute in 10 minutes or less. Now let's get into today's episode. I think there's, oh my gosh, there's such an alignment right there with, you know, the product-led growth term in SaaS. And then when you talk about enterprise tech companies that, oh, we're not product-led growth for enterprise. It's like, well, technically that's customer enablement for retention. Would would you say it's this, almost the same mechanisms? Like in in a nine dollar a month product that you know you get into, and they have these little prompts that you follow, and you never talk to a human being. It's almost the same stuff for the enablement side for customer when they are a customer, because then they get prompts on how to use it, you know, ongoing, which then makes it easier for the success team to deal with it. And then I, I feel like it just creates such a better customer experience when they have those things available to them. And is that am I thinking the right way on that? Yeah, yeah. I think it's, I'm just exploring it. I think it's related. I think it probably depends on the complexity of the product. Like if it's a, like a, a B2C product or, you know, something that's pretty straightforward to use. I think that, you know, product led growth is probably that education piece. But if you get into like, th- like Salesforce, for example, has entire certification programs on how to use their product, even though it's, it's in the cloud, right? So I think it depends on, on the industry. Your mention of Salesforce makes you think of other apps too, like, like HubSpot's Academy. You've got the trailhead from um, Salesforce. You've got all these like customer enablement paths that customers can take to be better users of the tool. And I'm, I'm thinking of other tools that don't have that, that just feel hard to use because they don't have that side to it. And even more so, like breaking down the customer enablement, there's almost like two types of customer enablement, right? There's the, here's how to use our tool. Here's the setup things. Here's how to check the box and enter this thing and integrate with that. But then there's the other customer enablement piece that I, I find fascinating. And one that I, I try to coach sales teams on to understand is how to use the tool to get to a certain point, like specific use cases or situations or scenarios. Like, hey, if you wanted to do X with our tool, here's how to do that, right? It's like, it's almost taking them to that next phase of having a successful customer. And I feel like that all comes from or lives underneath that enablement umbrella. Like product teams are great at designing, you know, user onboarding steps inside of an app that says, click here, click here, hooray, you did your thing. But then how would they know what a successful customer does in the app and uses it for unless they're on the phones every single day, then they wouldn't be a product team. So it's like, if, if you want to have like a really good retention, a good, really good customer experience, it's like you almost have to have your enablement process own that part of the business too, not just the front end. It's both sides of it. I agree with that. And kind of the whole, there's like the separation of how to, and then optimizing the tool. And I think like for the company that I'm in now, we're a SaaS cybersecurity platform, right? So what our end users need to do with the product is very tangible, right? You have to, to kind of simplify it down. You have to be able to identify a high risk threat, right? In the platform. So that's a very tangible, like you can practice through like, is this something you need to look at? Nope. Is this something that you should probably be concerned about? Yes. And like, you can map that out 
as you were saying that I was envisioning the harassment courses that people have to take like every couple of years from their state. And I'm like, you almost have to do that same thing, you know, on a positive spin though, for the technology that your customers are using, especially for cyber things like cybersecurity, like understanding how to recognize certain threats and patterns because past customer onboarding, I'm going to become a new customer the first 60 or 90 days, there's usually not much training going on. And then if you get a new employee that needs to learn this tool, what does that look like? Do you have to pay for that to happen for some person to get on a call with you or something? I mean, I know some companies use that as a revenue lever, but it's like, how amazing would it be to have access? It's like a Salesforce or HubSpot put together. Like they have all these different resources, but it's like, how amazing would it be that your enablement team is responsible for the like your customer training, your customer, you know, onboarding and your customer usage and success, uh, where it's not just the CSMs or it's just not the AEs. It's like your enablement team is is a, a vital part of the entire sales process. I like I can understand where that's a tough conversation to have for SMB business, right? Where the ACVs are, you know, 10 times smaller, but when you're in the mid market or enterprise like that, that has to be a focus. Like I, I'm, you know, looking at the layoffs and the market the way it is, and everyone scrambling to what do we do? What do we do? It's like double down on retention, double down on the customer enablement side, like you're talking about, and train your customers how to be successful using your product because uh, it's they were using it before finding success, but they're just not understanding how to continue to have success with your tool. And that's that's got to be like a huge missing part in a lot of businesses. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm talking out loud here, but I don't know if you feel the same way or not. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think like retaining customers is, especially right now, is important. And also your, I think having enablement in place for customer success also makes customer success reps more effective, right? Like if they can, instead of kind of having to hop on the phone and just, deal with problems that are coming up on the call, if there's a more kind of programmatic approach or, you know, training materials or recorded training materials, right, that are available, it's making them better, more effective, we'll say, at their job. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Selling SaaS Podcast. And if you got value from today, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget, we'll be here for you tomorrow so you can learn, grow, and execute in 10 minutes or less.